and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest episode of Game Rivals. Did you miss us? I am one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and as always, I have with me the Dark Knight himself, the one and only Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? Wow, is this the part where I say, I'm Batman? That is exactly what you're supposed to say. Thank okay, you. well, I'm Batman. I'm good. How are you? Uh... Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it's 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 uh it's been a long it's been a long couple of weeks, but uh, I'm good. Uh, as people may have noticed, it's like an eternity. A bit later than usual. Um, but we're good. We're here for you guys to bring you the latest in gaming news. And of course, what we've been playing, if there is anything that we've been playing. Um, but there has been a lot since the last time we recorded. So let's just dive right in from the top. Um, and I really, uh, okay, I was just talking about this before we started recording. And I don't like this name, but we're going to have to mention it anyways. So the WB had their... DC Fandom. Jeez Louise, who makes up this stuff? Um, and they announced a couple of things, mostly in the movie and the other kind of projects, but also video games. Uh, one of the things that they announced was the next game from... Uh, Re no, not Remedy. Uh, Warner Brothers Montreal. Wonder Brothers Montreal, which is called Gotham Knights, and it looks pretty cool. It it it's a it's a single slash multiplayer drop in drop out co op game. Up to uh, four players, I believe. Up to four players, so you could squad up essentially, and it's about a a Gotham without Batman. Bruce Wayne dies in a freak accident. Um, that rocks Gotham, and uh, he leaves a message behind to uh, to the Bat family, or at least what's left of the Bat family. So Batgirl, uh, Barbara Gordon, um, Dick Grayson as Nightwing, uh, Tim Drake as Robin, I think, and um, Jason Todd as the Red Hood. So that 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 actually looked cool. I didn't even recognize Red Hood until I saw him in his costume. I was like, "Oh, okay," because you know Jason Todd's story is actually pretty unique. Um, so it's cool that he's actually getting some time in the sun with this. Um, we're getting Tim Drake, uh, Tim Drake Robin, uh, who's also who also in in an extended gameplay was shown to be wearing the Red Robin suit, which is really cool. Um, Barbara's dad's dead. Yep. Um, at least. In, but um, the gameplay actually looked pretty interesting. I, I wanted it actually looked better than another superhero game that we will not mention at this point of time. <laughs> because we'll mention it later. Uh, apparently, there's some backlash in the community about this. I really don't understand why. But some people want it to, it to be a Batman game. Um I kind of like them taking a different approach. No, they're pissed off because it doesn't take... It's not part of the Arkham Asylum canon, even though it kind of looks like it should be. That's why people are pissed off. Oh, okay. 
Well, that's one of the reasons why people are pissed off. The other reason is, why are you making a Court of Owls game without Batman? I'm like, you don't... I mean, I get the reason why, because the cor- the whole Court of Owls storyline in the in the comics is all about the Court of Owls, you know, playing this cat and mouse game with Batman, and whether or not they know that he's Bruce Wayne. I haven't actually read that specific thing. Um, but yeah, seriously, like the whole, that whole thing with that was just, why are people so upset? Be glad there's a game coming out and it actually looks fun to play. I was Sheesh. about to say the same thing because we don't have the luxury of a lot of games. So yeah. No, especially now. So it's just, what, did Siri talk to you again? No, it's a message I got. <laughs> I got the silence of watch. Ah, that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, jeez Louise. I, I mean, what did you think of the, the gameplay? Um, I jumped in halfway during the stream. I, I thought it would look pretty fine. Um, I, it felt really familiar, like a standard Batman game. Um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I like the Batman games, the Arkham no. series. So, uh, it, yeah, I don't mind it. Um, I just want to see and you know more about how the co-op thingy works. Um, yeah, I'm more curious about the RPG elements that they introduced to it because uh, there was a lot of numbers flying off there. And uh, yeah, I mean, that, that game looked exciting. The other game that they showed off was uh, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Uh, which is really funny because they teased because they already teased that Rocksteady was um, that's right, eh? Rocksteady is the developer. Um, yeah, it's Rocksteady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that actually looked kind of fun. Uh, that's also a, that also looks like a to be a squad based uh, multiplayer action game. Uh, trailer looked fun. The, the whole banter between all the characters, you know, Harley Quinn and uh, King Shark and uh, I think Deadshot and Captain Boomerang. Yeah, it looked fun, looked funny. Um, and then them finding out that, oh, they have to hunt down the, the well, first of all, Superman, uh, because apparently he is turned evil because of Brainiac. And. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's way better than them making a Superman game because I still I would I don't think anybody could make a decent Superman game without making huge unnecessary concessions to the character. And this way, you know, you can still have Superman in the game, be part of the story. They also said that this does take part in the Arkham universe. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting that. It, it, it does take place in the Arkham universe. Where, how, I don't know, but it does look really fun and a ways off because they only had a cinematic trailer for that. So I don't think it's coming anytime soon. Don't think it's coming in 2021. I think at the earliest, 2022. I think they said maybe 2023. I think they said 2022 because Gotham oh, they said is coming out next year, and yeah, uh, this one is coming out the year after. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. They they don't they don't need to rush it. Just take your time. It's all good. 
I um, think, uh, I mean, Rocksteady's been working on, I think, this game for a really long time because well, it's when been did, when did Ark, what, what, when did Arkham Knight come out? Like a 2014? long time ago. No, wait, not 2014. I think 2015 was it. Right? Came out, it came out June 23rd, 2015. That's yeah, five years ago. Yeah, so they've been, you know, they've been quietly at work. They were probably workshopping this a long way, a long time, because I have to figure that they wanted to do a new game, but they didn't know what IP that was going to be available to them. And eventually they got this IP, and it comes right on time, because it's probably, if it's coming out 2022, that means it's coming out after the Suicide Squad movie. Because I think that one is slated for next year. Um, yeah, the thing is, is the for a lot for a long period, there was a, a rumor floating around that uh, Rocksteady was working on a Superman game. Um, maybe they were, and eventually it turned into this because they simply couldn't make a Superman game work. I mean, I think we've mentioned it before. I don't think it would be fun to play a Superman game, seeing as Superman is all powerful and, you know. Yeah, I'd like have, I said, you'd have to make some really huge concessions just. Yeah, to and, and that wouldn't be fun. So I think, um, I think eventually this is what they were able to make of it. Um, I mean, I like it. I mean, it feels like, you know, you're playing like a band of misfits and they're trying to take on the most powerful superheroes in in that world so you know it might be a fun twist on something instead of you always playing as the good guys yeah yeah <laughs> uh, the interaction was fun so i'm 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 really hopeful that the writing will be good in that game yeah speaking of writing in games um it's that time of year again gamer christmas and when I say Gamer Christmas, of course I mean Call of Duty. Because <laughs> that's what people like to call Gamer Christmas nowadays for some reason. I don't know why. But uh, that got leaked. <laughs> Whoops. And it got announced as well. It got announced, but it got leaked by, <laughs> by Doritos that was going to be Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Yep. Say that three times fast. That's such a strange title. Yeah. But from, from the interviews that the developers uh, made... Uh, gave it is a direct sequel to the first black ops game yep because the second and the third and the fourth i think all went future modern yeah future yeah future stuff so this takes place in 1981 during the height of the cold war they actually got a really good reagan by the way oh it looks so creepy they got his that they got his likeness down that was creepy yeah 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 Yeah, i I thought it was a big it looked so real that it got to the point that it looked a bit creepy. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 on that edge of uncanny valley, which makes me which makes me even more curious when the next gen version of this game drops, or the enhanced uh, version of this game drops, how that's gonna look because that's gonna be creepy. The footage you saw was captured on the PS5. Wait, seriously? Yep. Oh, that actually explains a lot. Yep. Okay. Wow. Dang, that's creepy. Yeah. But they also got a really good sound alike to voice them too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeesh. They're gonna do the multiplayer reveal on September 9th. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, they haven't told much about it. It's based on this campaign in which there's this Russian uh, secret agent called Perseus, uh, who was actually real, and he leaked uh, leaked or leaks information that's vital to the Cold War that changes the balance of the Cold War. Um, and this game has you traveling all over the world again, um, which is kind of fun. I mean, it's nice to have that variety. I mean, I like, in generally, all the single players I played for the Call of Duty. I haven't played them all, but every time I did play a single player game for Call of Duty, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I love the single player for Modern Warfare. Um, so, yeah, I just, you know, I like, I st I'm still playing the multiplayer for Modern Warfare because it's so grounded and it's so, so, I don't like it when it's that fast paced, jumping over walls, wall running. I don't know, whatever crazy stuff they do. So, so basically, um, you don't like Titanfall. I tried to play Titanfall, but it's just, no, it's not my cup of tea. And um, uh, Apex Legends is a bit on bordering with that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the developers always say boots on the ground when it comes to the Call of Duty franchise. I like the boots on the ground uh, theme, to put it that way. Yeah. 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 But yeah, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Warzone's going to play a big part because you'll be able to carry over your progress from Warzone, from Modern Warfare to warzone on black ops and warzone. I think it's just going to be one and the same thing yeah because infinity war did say that warzone will be coming to ps5 like yeah. actual warzone so yeah i just don't know how they're going to this game is also going to have a zombie mode like we're used to from these guys i mean the zombie mode is fun the only thing that's kind of troubling is that apparently there was a falling out with the reason why we're getting this game now is that there apparently was a falling out with uh, Activision and Sledgehammer. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, that's the rumor that's going around. So big, big rumor. Like, take this with a grain of salt. Nothing that I'm talking about right now is confirmed. It's just a rumor, which is to say that apparently the next developer that was supposed to work on a Call of Duty was Sledgehammer which I think if you look at the past cycle of Call of Duty games, it would have to be them. But something... I don't know if the game that they were working on did not pan out or whatever it was, but they their, ver their Call of Duty got canceled or delayed or whatever. So they had to get Treyarch and Raven back to do this game and speed up their development so that it comes out this year. Okay. Wow. Because if you really think about it, normally we already normally by this time we've already heard that Call of Duty is coming. Normally we hear, we we hear about Call of Duty coming out around E3. That's yeah. when that stuff always gets announced. But now it's the end of August, and only now we're finding out about Call of Duty, which okay. is coming out in two months. They've never done that before. Yeah, I think the release date is set for November thirteenth or November. Yeah. yeah. So. The fact that that's the case seemed to lean more in the plausible side, but I guess we won't know until, you know, Jason Schreier writes an article about it or something. <laughs> or Patrick Klepik over at Vice, because that dude also has, like, some ridiculous uh, connections in the industry. Yeah. So, who knows? But yeah, that's that's uh, that's a thing. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. And speaking of Call of Duty, 
guess what other franchise is back? I guess we're jumping straight into Gamescom right now, but I, I, I didn't know where to put this segue, so I'm just putting it here. We're going, we're going back full circle. Medal of Honor is back. Yep. In VR. I honestly think that game will have a chance. Really? Yeah, because I, I mean I mean we haven't mentioned it in the new segment yet, but after the whole thing that 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 Facebook pulled just now just now, the whole thing of requiring a Facebook account to use your Oculus Rift. Yeah, that's a bit of a bummer. Yeah, and guess what it is exclusively coming to? Oculus Rift, or at least the Oculus platform. Yeah, I mean, I don't have Facebook. I'm just not into that whole big social media stuff because I too often see the abuse of it, and that's why I don't want to partake in it. But um, I generally, I mean, like we live in this world where everybody's hyper-connected, and if I... Do something now, then somebody is going to bite you in the butt. Like, yeah, I mean, you, you have to be really careful what you say, what you post. You can't, it, there's no free opinions anymore, uh, which I get. But I wonder if people will actually have such a big deal with it. I mean, like having a Facebook account to have an Oculus working. I mean, for, yeah. for a person like me, okay, that might be like a, 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 a barrier. But I mean, Facebook has millions of users that is a millions of potential customers they also sell millions of people's data yeah but like if that was such a big deal people would walk away from facebook and people don't walk most away people are, most people are not aware of this fact you know, like, that's the problem also I, some in, in in like developing countries the only way you're gonna get internet is through facebook which I, is even worse if you really think about it. That's like that's like evil corporation from a futuristic movie 101. Exactly, and that's why people are pissed off. Let me I, put I'm, this I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I honestly I honestly felt that if 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 game rivals actually did well enough, um, we should try and invest in maybe the Oculus Quest. But now I'm like, you know what? It's fine. We don't need to do that anymore. No. Sheesh, how to ruin something in like 10 seconds flat, am I right? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've played VR. Um, as I said always, it's, it's nice, but the problem with VR is that it's too much bound to technology in the way that if you want a really good VR experience, you need to have high quality parts in there, but to have high quality parts in there, it's really expensive. So they're unable to get it down to the level of affordability. Um, but I think that, for example, Sony, I, I, I think that the PSVR is the best-selling VR headset. Um, it's 400 bucks, or at least it was. I think you can pick it up for probably half now. If you I look think it's deals. 300 bucks now. Uh, yeah, on the deals and stuff like going around or maybe use or whatever. I think you can get it for like 200. Um, I think... That was a boost to VR, but the problem is, is because it's such a niche market, there aren't a lot of games that push or units. So there's, there's not like a lot of killer apps that do it. I mean, Beat Saber is really popular. Or, or push the technology, because I'm not going to lie, Medal of Honor did not look that pretty to me. Yeah, I mean, like, 
Um, Half-Life Alex. I mean, I hear it's one of the best VR games. And if you that want one the, actually does look pretty though. Yeah, and if you want the best experience, you can buy the Valve headset. I just forgot the name about it. Um, it has some um, cool technology. The index, yeah. Yeah, it has some pretty cool technology in there with like the controllers that when you open your hands, your character on screen opens your hands as well. So it's pretty cool that you can like move individual fingers. But I mean, that's a pretty steep investment. And uh, VR is a long-term investment. I mean, uh, a friend of mine has a VR has a Rift, and he uses it for a flight simulator or flight simulated like games. Flight simulator is going to get VR support, but he used to play other flight sim games that have VR support. So it's really immersive and race games as well. But like, you don't play those games, then you're stuck to the Beat Saber. And Beat Saber is super cool. I tried that. But that's not something you're going to do every single day for hours, you know? Exactly. Well, unless it's part of your workout regimen. Well, yeah, which for some people it is. But, I mean, like, there are rumors floating around that Sony is going to introduce a PSVR 2. And I think they definitely will. And I think that Sony will still aim for an affordable price point. And, I mean, it's years later that we've gotten a VR upgrade from Sony. So it will probably have good components in there. It's just that... For me, VR feels like 3D. It's nice to have, but it's not really a must-have. And you can see that back. I mean, initially when the PS4 came out, there were a lot of games that had VR things, but it was more like these small mini games or supplemental content. It wasn't really part of the experience. And now I barely hear of games having VR things in there. I mean... I mean, there you are. I mean, like I said, like Medal of Honor is... VR only, and even even Hitman Three is gonna have full VR support, where you can play through the entire game in VR. That's something that actually looks cool. I don't know how that's gonna play, but at least it seems interesting. The only thing that I'm gonna say is that the the hilarity of Medal of Honor coming back is that it's done by Respawn. Yep. And if you know Respawn's history. They used to do Call of Duty as Infinity Ward. But even before then, they're originally guys from EA that made the Medal of Honor franchise. Yeah, they did Allied Assault, which is one of the best to call of, uh, Medal of Honor. They have, like, even one of the original guys from Allied Assault is directing this game. I know. but Which is so hilarious. But that's oh, maybe the, the best thing to happen to Medal of Honor, because... The last two Medal of Honor games were pretty mediocre, and then eventually EA shut down the studio, Danger Close, because the yeah, game... They, they buried that franchise. Yeah, because so it underperformed like out. hell, you know? And I, I would say if there's one studio fit to do a Medal of Honor game, it would be DICE, because they're DICE, and all they oh, do you is mean shooters. No, I mean DICE. Wait, why do you mean DICE? DICE has done Battlefield. I mean, if there's one studio in EA's lineup that can do this properly, besides Respawn, then I would say it's DICE. If, for example, if they're, this is because this is a really niche product. I think that Facebook is putting a lot of money into it, and that's the reason why EA is probably doing it. But I think like if EA were to relaunch Medal of Honor tomorrow, they would probably put DICE up to it to do it and not a Respawn. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it depends on how well this is going to do. And honestly, I, don't I honestly don't know if it's going to do well. I don't know as well. I mean, um, yeah, it's what but it Yeah, is. that was not the highlight of Gamescom because it's still going on as of this recording. 
Um, but it has been really weird. It feels so disor. At least for me, as a if if I want to learn something about it, it feels so disorganized or overwhelming. I just don't know where to look. And there's a lot of I try to. I mean, uh, Gamescom has partnered with Opening Night Live, so Jeff Keighley did his thing, which was a really nice show, which we'll talk about in a bit. And IGN is taking over the rest of the coverage. And I tried to watch some stuff yesterday, but all I see is just four people talking about random stuff, or at least it feels like random stuff. And then in between, if I scroll in through the stream, I can find some interesting stuff like uh, Age of Empires 3 developer interview, which was really cool um, Mm -hmm. because we're getting the definitive edition. Yes. Yes. It's over. I cannot wait because I will be kicking a lot of asses, including yours. Um, Uh But, you know, it's just so it's, I'm being overwhelmed by the sheer amount of content. And I understand that this is a digital event and that we can only watch it through digital streams. But I missed the, f- the part where in at an E3, you would just know, okay, they're going to talk about this game in the studio. The developers are there. They're going to show a gameplay part and they're going to answer some questions and boom, there yeah, we the, go. Yeah, the schedule is a bit off. It's yeah. It's I mean, there's a, there's a schedule, but... Um, I just can't, yeah, I'm looking, can't. I mean, I'm looking at it right now for like, for example, for today, um, there are some interesting stuff. They're going to talk about Ace Combat 7. Um, that would be a good a, VR game. A, a, a bunch of game reveals. Um, yeah, there's going to be, oh, there's actually going to be a lot of game reveals today. Um, but like yesterday, wasn't there wasn't anything that I heard that I've heard of that was interesting other than, you know, the developer interviews here and there. Um, Genshin Impact had a trailer reveal, which, sure, um, which is that game. Um, no, that was actually Friday, sorry. That That's that um, that game, that, that Chinese game that really is curbing from uh, Breath of the Wild. But it's going to be free to play, so, you know, sure. Um, I guess we'll check it out when that comes out. But the thing that really caught my eye, and it, I think it caught your eye too um, when they announced it, was uh, a little indie game called 12 Minutes. Oh, I love that game. I totally forgot about that game because it was announced at last year's E3. I mm-hmm. was happy to see it pop up again. I'm really curious for to see that game. Yeah, it looks really cool. Um, they showed others. St- I mean, they showed a bit more of the game uh, in the trailer. You know, you have 12 minutes and you're basically reliving the 12 minutes over and over again. Every time it's a bit different. Um, it's about this guy uh, with his who lives with his girlfriend. And you're in the house and you you go through the motions. And there's sometimes you see a scene where they get. Um, what do you what do we call that? Not abducted. But they get invaded. There's a house invasion and the guy dies or the girl dies or something happens and you see you see you see the girlfriend or the wife uh, on the floor, you know, bleeding out, which is really crazy. But yeah, the, that game looks really interesting to to see how that plays out. Um other the, what are other highlights from then? We got to see um, Ratchet and Clank uh, at the uh, yeah well. yeah. So the gameplay that they revealed a while back, I think in Ju- June, that they kind of chopped up a bit. We got to see it in the whole thing from start to finish. 
Yep. You know, and no cuts. It looks really cool. That that game, that's one of the few games that makes me go, yeah, the PlayStation 5 really got something on its hands there. And I'm not even a Ratchet & Clank fan. Same it just way. looks really pretty. It looks like one of those Pixar animation movies. Exactly, but you can actually play it. And that's not always that's not always been the case because you've always had that disconnect between gameplay and cutscenes and now you don't you don't have that i was waiting for the disconnect and it never came <laughs> yeah but then, i mean like sony has been able to pull that off with some of their games on the ps4 i mean uncharted yeah. does it and last of us does it and god of war does it but that's basically because they choose to do all the cutscenes in the in-game engine instead of making like this really pretty cutscene and yeah. then they just pan the camera until you get behind the character and then Sometimes you're so deep in the cutscene that you don't realize that the game is actually given back control to you, which yeah. is really cool. Um, and I think we'll we'll start to see that more and more in next gen games because you know they just have the power and the speed. Because oh my god, I'm getting sick and tired of hearing how amazing that SSD is. It's almost like oh, they talk so much about uh, the SSD. Don't they? It's like Sony <laughs> has a, has a has a deal with everybody that talks about the PS5 and says. If you mention the word PS5, the next sentence has to contain the word fast SSD because otherwise you will never have to ever get to play a PS5 game from us ever again. It's like they make this, this, this deal with everybody like, oh, you want to talk about a PS5? Sure, we'll give you access and all that stuff. But the deal is PS5, SSD, super fast. They should just base their whole marketing campaign on it. PS5, super fast. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the, those are a few of the highlights. There's like a lot more. If you go to IGN's Gamescom website, you can probably find the whole list there and the schedule there as well. Um, I'd recommend doing that. Um, if you missed out, then you can just go back and watch it on VOD um, and just you know grab the stuff that you want to watch. So uh, is there anything else newsworthy that we could talk about before we move on to what we've been playing? Yes. Sony has started PS5 pre-orders through their own website. It's on a first-come, first-served base. You need to sign up for a newsletter or like a list. And then eventually you will get an invitation to pre-order the PlayStation. It's only for the US. Uh, there's no price available just yet. Um, we are Microsoft, in the meantime, last week has announced that the Xbox Series X will come out in November, November. instead of holiday. And oh, we didn't even talk about the delay of Halo last time. We did not, but we will get to that in a bit, I guess. Yeah. Um, what's funny is that um, a lot of games, like AAA games, are coming out in the second or the third week of November. So like in that November 13th um, slot. So I would almost say, I think that's the bet I have with a friend of ours, that the PS5 will probably come out on either the 13th of November or the 20th of November. Okay. Because that would be like the perfect... The launch, the launch window? The launch window. I've already marked my calendar, taken days off, just waiting to pre-order the damn thing. Mm -hmm. I've ordered the, uh, the, the big popcorn, so... Uh... I can uh, eat that while people uh, get disappointed that that's not the date. <laughs> oh my god, you. 
<laughs> in other news, Halo Infinite has been delayed until 2021. Yes. Oof. Wow. That's yep. a big hit for Microsoft. Yep. They I mean, it's, it's good that they're doing it because after the fan backlash that the reveal got, mm, they either had to delay it or they were going to brute force it and bring it out and say we're going to patch it along the way, which is never a good sign. They said in an um, interview that they considered multiple things. So, for example, launching it in part. So, like, either with a multiplayer first and a single player. Um, rumors were floating around last week that the Xbox One version would probably get gutted and that it will be a next-gen only game. But Microsoft said, no, 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 we're doing it. Yep. Yeah. Um, what they did do is, is they hired some veterans from other studios um, who have worked on the Halo games. Yeah, um, Bungie, I think they also hired some people from Naughty Dog, or that was for the initiative, sorry, the studios from Gears of War. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're, they're bringing in some big guns to get this game back on track. Um, based on rumors, the, ga- the reason the game is in such a bad state is because Microsoft is outsourcing a lot of the game to contractors. Or at least they were outsourcing a lot of the game. Yeah, and that's Good. not doing the game any good. Outsourcing never does any game good, and I know that I know that um, uh, Epic kind of spearheaded that back in the day when they did the 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 Gears of War games, because that's how they worked. Because they outsourced, you know, the 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 less significant in air quotes parts to um, other developers so they can make the assets while they you know focus on doing the gameplay. And I think in this case, kind of like what happened with Nintendo and Metroid Prime 4, is that the outsourcing got way out of hand. <laughs> because that's the only because this is this is this is a way uh, this is exactly what happened with Anthem. The outsourcing got way out of hand. The people in charge did not know what they wanted to make and how they wanted to make it. So then all you're getting is bits and pieces of a game that you're trying to Frankenstein together. At least, again, that's just my point of view in this. So I'm glad that they're taking the time to make this game the best it could be. Because if Halo fails again, if Halo fails again, I don't know what's going to happen to the Xbox brand as a whole. Because what else does Microsoft have at this point? They bought new new studios but they haven't put out anything specifically xbox i think that's that's their strategy that they want to get away from this reliance on halo and that's why they bought in brought in so many studios under the microsoft umbrella it's just that they still rely on halo because when you think xbox isn't the first thing you think master chief yeah yeah what happens when you lose that if you have nothing else to fall back on because now they have to start building new brands to associate with Xbox, and the and Halo has to hold them over until that point arrives. That's why Sony's strategy is so good because they have multiple franchises that people can think of. Yeah, um, and Nintendo has the same thing. You think of Mario or Luigi or uh, Link. Link or Kirby or Yoshi, Star Fox. Star Fox or whatever. If there's multiple standout characters and with playstation it's the same it's uh yeah. the god of war the uncharted the the last of us is the ghost of tsushima's the grand horizon Turismo, zero dawn the horizon zero dawns the kill zone so it's like yeah it's it's a diverse portfolio and i think like 
the, the trick is, and that's what we'll hopefully see in, in the next few months is, or next few years is that Microsoft will start to get their machine rolling and that they will start to churn out really quality games so that they yeah. get this diverse lineup. And I hope they will introduce a lot of new IPs because I don't know if people are waiting for another Forza and another Gears of War and another Halo. And an, I mean, Fable, it's been gone so long, people will probably welcome it. But yeah. I mean... Seeing as the heart, that whole franchise is getting a reboot. Yeah, yeah. I don't think people are waiting for another sequel. Um, I think people are really curious to see what new possibilities we'll be able to get with new IPs. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like they don't have good IPs. I think if I one of the strategies that they can use is um, bring out spinoffs, like spinoffs of franchises that make sense for the franchise. Yep. Like what they did with Halo Wars. Or Halo Reach, yeah. Or Halo Reach, yeah. Yeah. Not 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 Gears Pop. That that was stupid. Oh but Gears Tactics, for example, is a fun game. That's good. Gears Tactic I heard was very, very um XCOM esque. I like that so, XCOM. I played Gears Tactics. So that's so that's so that's a good yeah, no, that's a good compliment. Yeah. 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 Their mobile game, however. Um, <laughs> Let's not get into that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, oh, by I, the hope, way, I, I hope it gets. I hope it gets good. I hope it gets good. Besides release dates, of course, people want to know the price. There are strong rumblings that the PS Five is going towards the three ninety nine digital, four ninety nine disc version. Which is uh, kind of what I figured. Which yeah, which is what we kind of. Uh, uh, predicted um games are still a bit out there because games could either become 70 bucks i think that's going to be the new standard but i'm afraid that sony's going to hike it with another 10 if you buy it digitally for 80 which would really suck i mean 80 Wait, bucks for a game because it's digital yeah 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 uh and there are strong rumblings that microsoft is going to put the series x in stores for 5.99 I don't know because we also have the counter rumor saying Microsoft is going to undercut Sony by a hundred bucks, but mm-hmm. um, maybe Microsoft will say, you know what, it's going to be five ninety nine, and if you want a cheaper option, we have the Xbox Series S, which is basically confirmed that ex- exists because it was a controller leak, and on the controller box it said compatible wet with Xbox Series S. Um, but I, I don't know if people are waiting for that because the Series S is basically a upgraded One X in a new box. Um, well, it's not an upgraded One X because that means it would be running on Jaguar cores. Yeah, that's the upgraded that part. Is it's, it's running on Zen 2 but yeah. from a, like a performance point of it's view. More, it's it's more a stripped-bound version of the Series X. Yeah, I, I don't know if people are waiting for that. I mean, it's smart, but if you're going to do put that in stores for three ninety nine. I think a lot of people will buy a PlayStation because then they'll get true value. I mean, if they can guarantee that with the with the if with the Series S you can actually play 4K, um, and maybe even hit 60 frames, or you know 1080p 120, you yeah. know, I think people would actually like that as well. You know, the funny thing about that is is that I've been reading a lot more that. Games will have an optional 4K 60 mode. So it looks like 
4K 60 will not be the standard with next-gen games, but it will be more like... I never f- I never figured that that would be the standard because you can't even guarantee 4K now. So why on earth would they be able to guarantee 4K 60? Because I think when they first announced it, they said it will do 4K 120 and even 8K. But I think more in this case, it's not necessarily a power thing, but this could simply be a cinematic thing that some games just look better cinematically running at 24 or 30 frames instead of 60 because otherwise it looks too buttery silky smooth i mean spider-man will have an optional 4k 60 mode ratchet and clank will have an optional 4k 60 mode so these games are not running base at 4k 60 no no yeah yeah i don't i I don't know what is up with that i i the only thing we can do is wait until the the dang thing comes out so that we can actually check it out for ourselves. Yep. So, oh, um, before we go to what we've been playing, I actually missed another thing. We had, we had another Nintendo Direct Mini uh, partner showcase, which was literally shadow dropped. No announcements. It was just, hey, Nintendo posted something new on their YouTube chat. That's a direct. Where did that come from? I mean, there was rumors going around, but they just dropped it, and people were not amused by the lineup. Why is it? Uh, well, most of it was rhythm games. Um, they started off with Final, of oh, not Final Fantasy, but um, Kingdom Hearts, uh, Melody of uh, Memory of Melodies, and whenever. Whenever Square Enix announces something Kingdom Hearts coming to Switch and it's not a numbered Kingdom Hearts, people just get so disappointed. (laughs) Even though Kingdom Hearts has never put out a game that is not canon. Even their mobile games are canon. I've I've only played the first Kingdom Hearts, so... (laughs) Uh, I mean, it looks fine. It kind of reminds me of Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy, which they put out on the 3DS uh, and in arcades in Japan. Um, it's fine. Uh, Taiko no Tatsujin is get, it's getting a port of their RPG games that came out on the 3DS called the Rhythmic Adventure Pack. Great name, Garrett, guys. Um, they also shadow dropped the tablet version of world of tanks called world tanks blitz i actually got uh, to play that a bit and yeah it's it's a it's it's a tablet game all right because they literally left in the prompts for tablets (laughs) there's like a warning of hold your tablet well and you see the tablet icon and the guy holding it with the hands i'm like wow they they really did a bare bones things of porting this to the switch didn't they the only difference is you get to play with a controller this time, so you don't have to awkwardly paw on your tablet screen with the controls. That's pretty sloppy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they did that. I mean, it plays fine. It looks like a mobile game, so, you know. Um, they also dropped a couple of other games. Uh, they showed some new trailers from other games. It wasn't really that. It wasn't that exciting. It was fine. If there's something in there, like I would say, check it out. There's probably a game in there that you think it would be interesting enough for you. They announced a new Puyo 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 Tetris game, Puyo Puyo, Puyo, Puyo Tetris Two, which 
I'm actually surprised that they're announcing a sequel for that. But yeah, I don't know. I'd say check it out. Uh, there's probably a game in there that you probably thought it was interesting. For the rest, it was just okay. Okay. So, but there's still a rumor going around that there's actually going to be like a regular direct coming out around sometime soon. You know, if you keep talking about it long enough, it's going to happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's just a matter of time at this point. Oh man, um, I think that's it. Um, do you have anything? Any other news articles that we could talk about? Or I think that's about it, right? That's it. Yeah. All right. So stick around, guys, and we'll be right back with what we've been playing. All righty, everybody. Welcome back to our second segment. What have we been playing? What have you been playing, Maximilian? Uh, it's been a slow couple of weeks for me. I haven't played a lot. Um, I only just n- now, like recently, just played Fall Guys, which is free on PlayStation Now. Until I still haven't played month. that one. I've uh, been PlayStation watching... Now, PlayStation Plus. I mean, I- I've been watching streams. It looks like a lot of fun, but uh, mm-hmm. how is it? It's weird. It it is really weird. I mean, you're this weird guy in a suit and you're bunched up with a other bunch of guys and you're all just wobbling around <laughs> trying to get through a through a course and uh it's 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 funny i mean it's a funny game it's also very very competitive um but that's i guess the nature of the game because it's supposed to be like this wipe out ish kind of game where you're going through an obstacle course and trying to survive and basically it's try to try to get to the next round there are five rounds uh per play session uh if you get eliminated you have to start all over again of course <laughs> with a new with a new thing and every round the mini games are different so you have different kind of obstacle courses you have team based games one of the one of the team games games that i played was um a football kind of game where they have two footballs two goals and you have to score as much uh as much as possible my team won yay happy Um, days (laughs) and then it came to the final round and i the obstacle course was doable i was actually making headway and one mistake set me back i was like no and I got eliminated. It was so bad. Uh, that was the only time I actually got to round five because most most of the time I get knocked out in round one or round two. And the controls are a bit weird because you because your character wobbles around and the jump is a little bit floaty because it uses you know physics because the physics are really hard high. Um, if you get hit by something, you you get your scent flying, which is really funny to see. <laughs> it reminded me of the uh, endorphin physics engine GTA uses. If like, yeah, if a car, yeah, it's gonna... even if a car like bumps into you in GTA, your character goes like full uh, ragdoll. Yeah, yeah, ra- yeah. yeah it's kind of it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. 
Um, you have a dive button, you have a grab button. So there are mini games in there where you have to grab a tail of a car- one of the characters. That's how I lost, by the way, because that one, I don't know. Actually, I got to round five twice. The first time was I fell off something and that's how I lost. The second time was so cheap because you had one character that had a tail and you have to grab the tail and hold on to it till the time runs out. And then you're declared the winner. Okay. I wasn't able to grab that stupid tail once because <laughs> everybody was running after this one guy with a chicken costume that had the tail. And he was running around everywhere. Nobody was able to catch him. So it's, it's an automatic win for that person. I saw really bad at the game. I saw a stream in which people were playing together. And then eventually everybody got to the end of the first minigame. But there was one person in their team left that hadn't gotten there. So one player of the team just kept pulling people back from the finish line so that his teammate could finish. It's pretty <laughs> funny to see. I'm like, what? Wow, okay. Wow, dedication right there. Yeah, I mean, it's the fa- it's the most downloaded game on PS Plus, And it's, it's one of the fastest blah, blah, blah games ever. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I remember watching... Hearing about this game like two weeks ago, and then it was said like this is going to be the new Fortnite or Warzone or whatever when it comes to multiplayer and streaming. And it's it's funny to see that everybody is playing this. I mean, I have a friends, a group of friends that we play Call of Duty with regularly, and even they're like, yeah, yeah, we should probably switch to uh, Fall Guys. Okay. Have you downloaded it already? I'm like, no, I haven't downloaded it yet. So I downloaded it the other day. I haven't had time to fire it up, but I think I'm not going to do it tonight. Um, yeah. Yeah, you should. You should. It's fun. It's it's, it's weird. Um, it's Yeah, it's just weird. No, 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 nothing to add about it. It's, it's, it's just really weird. Uh, other than that, I have been playing the light version of uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered, which came out uh, this past week on Switch, PlayStation 4, and iOS, and uh, Android. And you can download it. You can download the light version. You can play the early missions. Um, It's a port of the original GameCube game. This game is... mm, It's not a good remaster. Because it still plays like... It still plays like Crystal Chronicles. But they made some really weird decisions in terms of multiplayer. Because the original game required you to have four Game Boy Advances and four Game Boy Advance to GameCube link cables to do the multiplayer. But the reason why that was the case is because everybody had their own second screen that um, that focused on a specific stat. So one was the map guy. The other one was uh, the items guy. The other one was the uh, magic guy. And, you know, everyone got a role. And that was the really cool part about that. You don't have the second screen ability now. And you do still have the multiplayer aspect. But it's online only. So if you wanted to do local multiplayer, even if you, for example, had two switches next to each other, you'd still have to go online. And there are two sets of friend codes that you have to use just to be able to play with other people. And if you're not in the same area in the game as the other person, 
You can't play multiplayer until you either go back if you're, you know, ahead or wait to catch up to the person who's ahead. And that is just, ah, that's so disappointing. It's just, the game is also not, the remake is also not getting a lot of good scores, unfortunately. IGN gave it a three. Oh, wow, that's pretty low. (laughs) Yeah, because the multiplayer is just really borked. And it's such a Japanese developer thing to do. It's I don't get I don't get it. Just make it so that people can play either local or multiplayer. I mean, I get why they did it because it's it's a cross-platform play, and you can't access the friend list of everything. And in, instead of instead of using your Square Enix account so that it all works together, I be I think it's because the Square Enix account system is not integrated into consoles as you know epics online system is or uh what's another online system that's integrated to each other i don't know steam or whatever it doesn't work so they had to make this really super rudimentary thing to do to do multiplayer stuff and that is really disappointing because the gameplay is still good it's not bad I mean, playing single player is still a um, a challenging thing to do uh, because you can't you can mix. For example, one of the cool things is that if you're playing multiplayer, one of you guys can have uh, either the same kind of magic or different kind of magic. Where if one of you has Blizzard and the other one has Blizzard, and you use them together, it produces Blizzara. Or if there's three of you, it does Blazaga. And if there's four of you, it does Blazarja, um, which is a really cool thing to do. If you do it single player, you need to have enough um, slots to do that. Uh, and that's just, that's, you know, that th- th- you can still do that. But the hoops that you have to jump through for this game, there's something else that I'm forgetting about this game that it makes it. Oh! The load times are still terrible, by the way. Even though it's a remaster, the load times are exactly the same as what they used to be on GameCube. And it's 2020. A game should not have that much of a load time unless you're doing, unless you're partying up for a game. And even then, you know, games these days have drop in, drop out online co op multiplayer. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh I was really looking forward to this game and it is not it is not living up to it. I'm still going to try and get some people together to do the multiplayer um because at least you can do the multiplayer uh with the light version. Um yeah, I mean I I don't know. I'll try it out. Other than that, I, I, is there anything else that I've been playing? Not really. Helldivers? Nah. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, I really just started. I just finished the tutorial. It's oh my goodness, that game is so weird. So, um, I was doing the tutorial and I was finally finishing up. And one of the things that you have to do is the objectives, um, is to you know evacuate when you're done with your objectives. So you have to go to a point in the map where you can call a dropship to pick you up. I called the dropship. And the dropship dropped onto my character, and and I and I died. 
And then I had to wait for my character to respawn just so I could get on the dropship so the mission could end. Oh, that is so weird. I like that game. It's I don't know what it is. It it reminds me of the movie Starship Troopers. <laughs> I really like that game. Yeah, I get I get the resemblance to Starship Troopers. Yeah. It's a good thing though that it's not like Starship Troopers because then that we be having to question the morality of having 12 year olds in the military but uh yeah at least it doesn't have 12 year olds in the military (laughs) (laughs) so that's it that's what i've been playing what have you been playing sean i don't know what but why but i've been playing like a lot so Mm -hmm. um of course i've been playing ghost of tsushima um and uh, what i what i i'm deeper in the story now i'm in act three um I mean, the game is so full of content, you can just get distracted so easily. <laughs> and I mean, that's what I love about the game. You can, one moment you're doing a main mission, one moment you're on the way to a main mission, and you just get swooped up in this side quest or this random interaction that happens. I mean, you can choose your play styles. If you want to play like the samurai or the ninja. Um, you get complementary gear for that and armor that adds benefits. Um, I uh, I usually play like uh, I play as the samurai or the ninja until I mess it up and then I switch to the samurai. Um, and you know it's it, the only gripe I have with the game, and that's been said in multiple reviews, is that the stealth mechanic doesn't work as well as you wanted to at every time. So you can, for example, hide in tall grass. So what you could do is sometimes you can just walk into a camp, and then when they spot you, you can just break line of sight or quickly just run into tall grass and then sometimes they might w- just walk past you oh, yeah that's weird. yeah i mean the the stealth mechanic has its hit and miss moments yeah. um besides that like this is a contender for game of the year for me i mean i, I said it before i said i'm really looking forward to the last of us but i might be looking forward to ghost of tsushima even more and this is kind of confirming it because it's an open world game. There's a, st- a ton of stuff to do. Um, I love the fight mechanics with the different stances. Um, you also have mythic quests in which you can... Um, there's this uh, musician traveling around through the con- through Tsushima. And you have to find him. And then he tells you this tale, which is super cool animated, hand-drawn kind of like cutscene. And then um, you kind of get this mission that you could either find, for example, mythical armor or a skill to, to turn your fire ablaze called the Way of the Flaming Sword, I believe, or Way of the Flame. Or, um, I mean, these are there's all these cool little thingies there that just make the game really, really shine. And that's why I would, I would advise it to everybody. I mean, Robin, who joined us for The Last of Us, spoiler cast said... But is it worth 60 bucks? Yes, it is most definitely worth 60 bucks. I mean, why would this game not be worth 60 bucks? I, I still don't understand his doubt there. Um, but definitely, this is one of those games that you want to play. Um, besides Ghost of Tsushima, I started playing Gears of War 5 because I have Game Pass with a friend of mine through co-op because we were mm-hmm. just looking for a co-op game. We finished State of Decay 2, which was pretty underwhelming. So we thought, well, let's find another uh, (laughs) co-op game. And we started playing Gears 5. And I must say, I'm I'm running the game at 4K Ultra 60 on my PC. 
I'm playing it with an Xbox One controller. It looks beautiful, just absolutely stunning. And it plays really fun. It, I mean, I've played Gears of War 1, 2, 3, I think, and a bit of 4. So, like, it, it plays... Did you play Judgment? Uh, no, I didn't play Judgment. Yeah, I don't know why. It plays like a, a Gears game, and I really like it. I mean, it's it's varied enough. There's cool stuff in there. Marcus Phoenix is in there again. I mean, a Gears game isn't complete without Marcus Phoenix. Um, and it's fun well, to play. Unless it's judgment. Unless it's judgment. The cool part is, is I, I started playing 4 last year, but for some reason it was giving me these performance issues on the PC that my frame rate was going all over the place. It wouldn't stable out. So eventually I thought, you know what, I'm not going to play this. And then when you start 5, you kind of get like a quick recap and a cutscene of what happened in 4. So now I feel like I don't have to play 4 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really nice. I mean, if you, that's really nice that they included it in there. Yeah. Um, besides Gears 5, I played the beta for a game called Iron Harvest, which is basically a, um, at least for me, it felt a lot like Company of Heroes in a World War I setting. It's set in an alternate universe in which um, the... No, 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 no. Um, kind of like steampunk. So they have like uh, robots and mechs with the technology from the 1920s as battle machines so you have soldiers but instead of like a tank on wheels they have like a walking battle tank or a crawler battle tank um and in the demo you play as uh, uh, a character who is polish and the, the russian army or the they're called the rusgets they um invade poland and uh, they try to find a certain professor who turns out to be your father but he kind of keeps his identity hidden um it's a really cool game it it, it literally feels like company of heroes which is not a bad thing because i really like company of heroes um you have the same mechanics in which you for example have to move your infantry into cover the cover can can get destroyed uh, or you can your enemies can, or your units can get suppressed or you can suppress other enemies um the building mechanics are are pretty much the same um but again it's not necessarily a bad thing that it's a company of heroes like game um, I liked it. I mean, we don't have a lot of RTS games. Um, funny enough, it I wanted to play Company of Heroes again, but for some reason, it's not working for me on my PC. I think it's because of its mm. older version or compatibility issues. So I bought Company of Heroes 2. <laughs> uh, I've been playing that for a little bit. Not enough time to like actually mention it. But they have added a few me- new mechanics in compared to Company of Heroes 1. Um, but you know, if you're if you're a Company of Heroes fan, this just feels trusty. Um, there's another. I'm missing. I'm missing a game that you are really looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get to it. I'm, I'm just thinking about if there's something else I played uh, in the meanwhile. Um, mm, no, I think no. That's. I'll, I'll keep it at that. And then the last game I've been playing is, of course, Total War Troy. Came out, I think, last week. Yeah, it came out last week. Um, I've been playing as Achilles. Um, it is, it's cool to see that it has a completely different focus and it has a completely different style. So, for example, in Three Kingdoms, you only had food and money. And here, mm-hmm. there's this whole economy there with stone and gold and bronze and wood and whatnot. And there's no faction that has it all. So the, that way the game forces you to barter or to trade with other 
AI or characters, um, which is actually pretty nice. You can just go off to a faction and say, you know what, I'll give you 100 units of food if you give me back X amount of stone. And if you talk to another character, you can also see what they have uh, uh, and what they're in need of and what they have an abundance of. So you can offer them actually something they need. Um, the, com- the, the, the battle mechanics are completely different compared to Total War tro- uh, Three Kingdoms because it's a lot more infantry focused. So, for example, Three Kingdoms, I would have this diverse mix of infantry and cavalry. I would generally hide my cavalry somewhere and then have them flank the enemy. That way I would kind of wipe them off out in, in one go. And in this game, um, they've divided... You do that with your spearmen. Uh, one more time? You do that with your spearmen instead this time. Well, what like they've the done is, is, is they've added weight classes to the character. So you have a light, heavy, and medium infantry classes or mm. of, of infantry, um, or basically everything, and they all have their advantage. So, for example, the medium or the heavy infantry are really good at holding the line, so being like this defensive character, whereas your light infantry, for example, light swordsmen can be really good at flanking an enemy. Um, they are just lighter in movement, and they do maybe they have less armor protection but more damage. Um, and you can move your your units freely out of combat. In in previous games, when your enemy when your unit was locked into combat, even if you selected him and say go here, they would just be surrounded and they wouldn't be able to move. Whereas here, it's a bit more easier to get them out of combat. Um, yeah. With Achilles, every character has their own mechanics. So, for example, Achilles has this mechanic in which he constantly wants to fight and he wants to grow the legend of that he is the best soldier or the best warrior in the world so you can either uh have him challenge other players or other characters in the world to keep that legend going mm-hmm. um he will always win that but he for example has to travel to a certain city or an area so you will lose him for a couple of turns um you have story missions in the game, so you can, if you choose a character, you can choose the kind of condition in which you want to play. So you can say, I want a Homeric victory. So that way you just have to follow the story missions that you get. Or like in true Total War fashion, you can say, I want total domination, meaning you just have to capture the whole map. Um, <laughs> I have Homeric victory selected because I am interested in the story. Uh, really? Yeah. I thought you would have gone for a tribal rise. Uh, that's my second playthrough uh, coming up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it is fun. Um, it is a bit getting used to, as I said, because, you know, um, you, you have to be more mindful of your infantry. And the thing I notice is, is with Three Kingdoms, for example, in the beginning, the selection of units were pretty weak. And then mm. quickly on, you could get really quality units. Here, they drag it out a little bit more. So in the beginning, you really have crappy units. So you just have to make do with the crappy units. But that means that like that the turn of, the battle can turn in your, in your favor or against you really quickly, sometimes without you even expecting it. And also, in combat, you have to really have this... With previous games, you could just focus on your main battle line. But here, you have to divide your attention over the whole battlefield because... If you have multiple units moving in multiple directions with multiple tactics and flanking maneuvers and stuff like that, you have to keep an eye on them because otherwise your army will just get wiped out because you're too focused on one part and you're not dividing your attention over the whole battlefield. Um, It's nice that it brings all in these new mechanics because it just forces you to play the game differently, which I like. Um, It's it's a little bit of getting used. It's kind of like with the AI. I mean, eventually the, the other AI characters start spamming you with barter requests 
they constantly keep asking you for resources and I just say, no, 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 because I need the resources myself. So I hope that they will fix that in an update. Um, a small bummer is that multiplayer will be introduced in November and co-op campaign as well. Right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, normally it just ships with a Total War game. Maybe COVID affected that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like it. It's really cool. Um, I posted on our Instagram that I was going to do a live stream, but due to technical difficulties, that wasn't possible. I think I figured a way out how to do it. So I'm just I'm oh, thinking sweet. about doing a stream next week, hopefully. But then I'll just show the current campaign that I'm in because I thought, you know, I can start a whole new campaign. But I think there's a lot of that on YouTube already. You can see that already. Yeah. So I'm like in turn 75 now. So I think like I'm a bit way midway into the game. So maybe that's a bit more interesting for people to see. Um, yeah. I think about when we could do like an hour or something. Um, show that. And I'm not going to stream it at all because I have to run it at 20, 20p at the lowest settings. <laughs> I think Because for some reason, somewhere in May, they decided to pull all the games from the Total War series from from uh, G-Force, uh, now. GeForce Now. So... It's a bummer. Yeah, yeah, that is a bummer because they also pulled Kerbal Space Program and it made me cry. I can imagine. Uh, now there's basically nothing to play on uh, GeForce. Oh, no, I could still... I, no, I mean, I, there's still stuff to play on GeForce now. It's just, you know, you, you kind of want your comfort food there and it's not there. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I, now I have to play it with crappy frame rates. Yeah, you, you can always come over and watch it here and... Glorious but it, but the but the fact that it's running on my crappy old rig says a lot about the game, which is actually quite admirable. Um, I was able to do the first the first mission as Agamemnon as Agamemnon. Agamemnon. Thank you. Um, where I just flanked the enemy and then killed killed their hero and just ran them out of the battlefield and captured yeah. a couple of them. So that was it, that it was, feels really was, satisfying. That was, that, was, that. that was very yeah. satisfying. Because you can also see when you hover over the unit, you can see their yeah. condition. You can say, like, if they're eager or winded. But when you flank them, it says, oh, worried or flanked in the back or losing or stuff like that. And it can, like, the only thing that I that bugs me about the combat is that, for example, in other games, if you were to bring the morale down of a unit, they would just run away. Yeah. They would route. But here, they route and then they kind of rally they they muster up courage one more time to go at it but if you're if if it's your own units it's really nice because that way you can redeploy them but if it's the enemy i mean you have to keep focusing on that so like it's it's really hard combat now because you just have to have this hyper focus of everything that's happening on the battlefield instead of saying well this is my main battle line i have my cavalry there so they'll move into position to flank them and then I'll just basically win the battle. But here you you constantly have to adjust, adjust, move around. Uh, it's, it's, you, what I usually do is, is I auto-resolve a lot of battles because if the computer says you're going to win this one, I'll auto-resolve it. If the computer yeah. says, no, 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 you're going to lose this. And I look at it and I'm like, you know, I think I can win this. I actually fight the battle. Nine out of ten times I win the battle or otherwise I go in with like, I need to make as much casualties as I can because I have an army waiting to attack them again and then I can win it. But here it's just so intense. It just wears me down sometimes. It's like, oh, <laughs> crap. Oh, I'm just tired now, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's I, I'm, yeah. Looking, I'm looking forward to playing that a bit more. When I, I think this is, uh, if, if we were able to play this in co-op, this will be one of those fun games. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think, unless you have any other games to talk about, that's it. That's it. So if you'll do the honors. I will. So, as always, thank you very much for listening and tuning in to this episode of Game Rivals. Um, we would love to hear more from you, and you can do that in numerous ways. You can, first of all, subscribe to ours through the multiple podcasting platforms that are there. Uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, you name it, we're probably there. Feel free to leave us a review. It helps us by being visible for others. Um, Five-star reviews. Uh, preferably um, you can leave us your feedback at gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com you can reach out to us on twitter game underscore rivals underscore you can reach out to Maximilian on twitter at Maximilian uh, we have an instagram at game rivals which is in the link below we have a youtube channel and we will we said this before but we are coming up with some cool pretty cool things to do more with youtube because, you know, basically because everybody's working from home, podcasts aren't being listened that often because generally people do that on the road. But the advice is to stay in, not go out on road, I guess. Um, so are we, we're looking at diversifying our content. We have some pretty fun stuff planned, mm-hmm. um, which will be coming up pretty soon. Um, you can leave us a voice message through Anchor. You don't have to make an, uh, an account for that. You can just do that through the Anchor link in the description or through if you have an anchor account, just an anchor account. And you might also be featured as a game rival. Um, have I forgotten anything? No, that's pretty much it. Um, we did promise that we were going to put out a video version of our Last of Us spoiler cast. Um, that, that, ha- that hit some uh, technical snags, but um, we're going to be putting that out very soon. Um, we're just going to work with some workarounds and do that because I feel that it is a very long spoiler cast. I feel that having some, you know, something to accompany it, the uh, footage wise, you know, image wise, makes it a better um, listen, a better experience. So we're going to do that uh, hopefully very soon. And as uh, Sean already said, we're already working on some other cool stuff on the side for our YouTube channel as well. So look forward to that as well. And that's going to do it for us, guys. As always, I have been. Maximilian X. And I have been Sean Templer. And we'll catch you guys next time.